All right, it's been a while, but we're back for a Cash Medi podcast, and tonight we're going to be talking about week two of the NFL season. You know I'm all about the NFL and gambling, so we're going to definitely get into that angle. But before we get started, we got to do the sponsor. So when in La Jolla, don't forget to visit La Jolla Chevron, an extra mile convenience store at 7475 La Jolla Boulevard, La Jolla, California. All right, so... We're in week two, and Thursday night is Tampa Bay at Carolina. Tampa Bay lost to San Francisco in week one, and Carolina lost against the Rams in week one. I thought Cam Newton looked like crap in week one. I didn't think he looked good at all. He was missing a lot of throws. I still think he's hurt. I don't know. I mean, he's just, he hasn't, he's always inconsistent, you know, throwing the football. He had that huge season where he was the MVP and the best player in the league. He had one of the best seasons I've ever seen a quarterback have, but he's just been so inconsistent since that year. It's hard to trust him, but I'm definitely not trusting Tampa Bay in this spot. Uh, the spread is minus seven. If you got it at minus six and a half on Carolina, I would have leaned that way. This way I would pass, but if I had to make a bet, I would bet Carolina just because they're at home. And I just think Tampa Bay sucks. Uh, Jameis Winston, you know, with the new Bruce Arians, he's going to continue to throw the ball down the field because that's Bruce Arians' offense. And I just think that's going to end up in a lot of interceptions all season long. I don't know what the future of Tampa Bay is going to be. They're going to have to get a new quarterback. Winston, like I said, sucks. Devin White, I didn't see much from him in the San Francisco game. I didn't get to see much of that game. But Carolina... I know people are like, oh, Carolina's a playoff team. I don't see it with Carolina. I think McCaffrey's really good. You know, he's got some, he's got some, you know, receiving weapons in Samuel and and DJ Moore and McCaffrey. I mean, those guys are those guys get open. You know, for Newton, there's they they get separation and stuff. But he doesn't have like a big physical receiver that you know it's third and seven or third and eleven and he needs you know, a big receiver to make a play for him. Um, I don't think Carolina's defense is as good as it's been in the past. But I still figure I could see them winning by like 10 in this game, something like 24-13, something like in that. (coughs) Excuse me. Something like that. But I don't know. I think it'll be a boring game. All right. I don't think either team is a playoff team. Indianapolis goes to Tennessee. The Colts lost in overtime to the Chargers. Tennessee blew the fuck out of Cleveland out. Uh, Tennessee is favored by three. If I'm not mistaken, the Colts have had Tennessee's number. Obviously, the Colts don't have Andrew Luck anymore, so it's a little different here. I really like the Colts team. Uh, If Andrew Luck would have played this year, I mean, they could have won 11, 12 games this year, in my opinion. I mean, they got a solid defense. I don't think it's that good. I think their defensive coordinator, I don't know who it is. But he he seems to be really good. Deion Kane, the receiver, guy from Clemson, and he got hurt coming out of Clemson. But he looks like he's going to be a really good receiver. I watched a lot of him in in uh, in college and in the preseason lately. He looks good, so I like him. I think Funches got hurt. I think he might be out for the year, if I'm not mistaken. But Kane's going to have a good season for them. Um, T.Y. Hilton's still a pretty good player. Eric Ebron sucks. I mean, he just drops passes. I mean, he had a Pro Bowl season last year, but trust me, he'll suck. He'll be inconsistent. That's just the way he is. That's how he was in Detroit. 
You know, he doesn't want to block. They ran the ball very well against the Chargers. They have a really good O-line. They might have the best center and guard combination in Nelson and Ryan Kelly. Those guys are really good. I mean, that's how you build your team. You should build it through the O-line and D-line. Yeah, you need a quarterback, but if you just have like a Kirk Cousin type quarterback, you can win games if you have a really good O-line and D-line, in my opinion. Uh, Tennessee, you know, I mean, they beat the balls off the Browns. I think the Browns are overrated, but Tennessee came in there and smacked them. And, and you know, I mean, they took it to them. They got good defense, pretty good defense. They're just a solid football team, you know. You don't, you don't know what – you don't expect too much out of them, but they're no cakewalk either. Mariota doesn't impress me much. I mean, he threw a screen pass to, you know, Derrick Henry and it put up a bunch of yards. Delaney Walker's a really good tight end. He makes that offense better. They got some weapons, you know. A.J. Brown looks pretty good. Rookie receiver. Um, I would lean the Colts, though, in this situation because I don't – now it's tough going back-to-back on the road. I know there's some statistic that is um, – let me see if I can find it. There's some really bad statistic, you know, teams to start the season off if, if they play the first two games on back-to-back road games. Let's see if I can find it. Um – I can't find it, but but I know it's really tough for teams going back-to-back on the road. But to me, the Colts, you know, you don't want to go to 0-2. If you go to 0-2, your season's it's going to be really tough to get into the playoffs. So I think their season's almost on the line. I mean, it's pretty close to being on the line here. I feel like the Colts will find a way to win this game just because I feel like they have the Titans number, if I'm not mistaken on that. All right, L.A. Chargers are at Detroit, and the Chargers are minus 2.5, but I, I believe that will get up to 3 if you're betting-wise. If you're going to bet Detroit, I would wait till it gets to 3, maybe even to 3.5. Um, I think Detroit has a pretty good shot at winning this game. You can call me a homer all you want. That's fine. Um, Detroit had the game against Arizona. They were up. I mean, they dominated the first three and a half quarters. <clears throat> Excuse me. But... You know, they kind of let them off the hook, and, and the key to that game was I think Detroit's defensive line got tired. They had some injuries in the preseason on the D-line, and they just they haven't really played together. And I think as the game wore down, they just aren't in the shape that they, you know, because they missed so much time in the preseason. Like, Snacks Harrison was holding out for so long. He finally got in late, and then, you know, Trey Flowers has been hurt all preseason. So he didn't really have a – he hasn't even had a full week of full participation in in practices until, you know, even this week he didn't – or last week he didn't even have a full participation. He was only limited for most of the time. Um, and then Deshaun Hand didn't play because he was hurt. So their depth on the D-line, Mike Daniels, he, he came in from the Packers and – he got banged up, I think, right away when he signed, and then it took him a while. So I think Detroit's D-line, you know, it got tired, but they dominated that game three and a half quarters and should have should have won that game easily. It should have won by, you know, if the guy doesn't call a timeout, they win by eight. And if your D-line is going to get tired with, you know, Kyler Murray, you know, running around, you're going to be in trouble. And I think that's what happened to Alabama. I remember betting – Alabama in the playoff game Alabama was favored by 14 
and or 13 and a half, I think. And they were up 28 nothing. And I thought, oh my God, I, I got this. This is an easy cover. But Murray runs around so much that he makes your D line, you know, they're huffing and puffing and they're 300 pounders, you know, 280 pounds, 300 pounders chasing him. They're going to get tired after the, you know, a while. So the first 10 possessions, the Cardinals had 58 fucking yards. And then they got it going and. Detroit couldn't stop them because they were dead tired. I don't know why they didn't call any defensive timeouts. I don't know why they didn't rotate in some more defenders. But that's coaching. That's on the coach. As far as the Chargers go, offensively, they're moving the ball pretty well. Their offensive line doesn't doesn't look good to me. I think that's their biggest hole. Um, they got a, some players banged up. I know one of the corners, I think it's Davis, got hurt. I don't know what Mike Williams' situation is. But this is going to be a tough game for the Chargers. You got to go to Detroit. You got to play at 10 o'clock, you know, 10 in the morning. And Detroit should stuff the Chargers running game. I I don't think they'll be able to run the ball. And I think, you know, you're going to be in third and seven, third and eight all game. And can, if Mike Williams doesn't play, I don't know what his situation is. Then you're you're down to Keenan Allen and, and Henry and uh, what else you got? Travis Benjamin. Um I could see Detroit pulling off the upset here, winning, you know, 24 to 20, something like that. Just because I think Detroit's D-line is going to dominate the Chargers' O-line. I think the Chargers' O-line isn't that good. Now, the one concern if you're Detroit, and it's a huge concern, is Detroit's O-line sucks too. They don't have good tackles. Wagner either plays really good or he's terrible. Um Taylor Decker looks like a bust all of a sudden. He can't block. He was just getting absolutely abused against Arizona. So I think Bosa and Ingram will, will feast on Detroit. But Detroit being at home, I think Detroit comes up with a win in a close game. I think it'll come down to you know the fourth quarter and it'll be it'll be a one possession game. So if you're getting a one possession game and the spread gets up to three, I would take Detroit plus the three. Um, let's move to the next game. Buffalo at the New York Giants. Spread I've got here is Buffalo minus one and a half. Again, Buffalo's going two road games in a row, although they're both in New York, and then Buffalo's not far from New York, so that's not, you know, no travel situation really on that. I think Josh Allen's a really good quarterback. I know he had a lot of turnovers last week, but the kid's got kid has poise, man. He can make plays. He came back, he was down sixteen to nothing. If if Sam Darnold did what Josh Allen did and came back, if it was the other way around and the Bills were up 16-0 and Sam Darnold came back and won 17-16, the media would be jerking the guy off. The lotion would be out, the pants would be off, and everyone would be jerking the guy off. But since Josh Allen does it, no one says shit. And that kind of stuff pisses me off because you, you label one guy a bust and you label another guy a first ballot Hall of Famer when they haven't done shit, either one of them, to validate being considered a bust or a Hall of Famer. And I think Josh Allen's really good. I mean, he's got no O-line. He's got no running game. He's got no receivers. His best receiver is fucking Cole Beasley. You know, he's just a little slot, little smurf, little receiver. You know, he's good for the role that he is. You know, John Brown, he's okay. He goes deep. He's helping him out. I mean, the receivers are better than they were last year, but they still... It's still probably the worst offensive personnel in the NFL. No one says that for Josh Allen, though. But, you know, you got to make excuses for Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold went to USC and Daniel Jeremiah and Colin Cowherd are jerking the guy off. 
Well, I mean, I'll tell you straight up how it is, or at least how I feel it is. I'm not going to do all that, you know, media bullshit where they, you know, jerk one guy off and say the other guy sucks. It's a bunch of bullshit. So I think the Bills in this game, as far as the Giants go, I mean, I'll talk about the Giants. Their, their defense sucks. They got one player on offense, and that's Barkley. Um, Eli Manning gets garbage. He, the first half, you know, he doesn't put up numbers. He always puts up numbers in the second half. I mean, he puts up those numbers because they're always in prevent, you know, and he just gets garbage yards. His He doesn't do anything in the first half ever, and when the game's, you know, not decided yet, that's when he struggles. When the, when the game is decided and it's over, then he puts up, you know, bullshit stats. So don't look at his stats. He continues to do that bullshit. He's never, you know, they're never going to be good with him. Uh, I don't know why they don't use the other guy, Daniel Jones. You should use him. I would start him right away. And just, I mean, they're, they're going to be a four or five win team. You might as well just go with that. Eli sucks. So I like the Bills in this situation. You only have to beat them, you know. But it's still not an easy game for the Bills. But I, I figure they'll win. Arizona at Baltimore. I already talked about Arizona a little bit. Um, I was a little impressed with their defensive pressure that they got on on Detroit. I didn't think they would get that much pressure, but maybe that's just because Detroit's offensive line sucks. Uh, Suggs had like two sacks. Chandler Jones was in the backfield all afternoon. He, I mean, Chandler Jones is still one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. Baltimore's favored by 13. 13's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of points. I could see Baltimore covering this game, but I could also see Murray running around and getting the defense tired and then getting some, you know, a couple of late scores and, and covering for Arizona. I would lean Arizona plus the 13 in this one. Baltimore looks really good. Lamar Jackson, um, I, don't, I don't know if he's a good quarterback. Um, I don't know if he's a bad quarterback. I don't, I don't know on Lamar Jackson. It's hard for me to tell. He does look better throwing the football this year so far. I mean, last year he really couldn't throw it at all. They didn't even really try it. But now that they got Ingram to kind of power that running game, and then you got Marquise Brown, as long as Marquise Brown can stay healthy because the guy's small and he gets hurt a lot. He got hurt in college. I mean, he was a phenomenal college football player. He could separate, and one of those receivers that could separate, you know, big-time separation, could go deep. You know, I mean, he's good, but can he stay healthy because he's really small and he, you know, he's not big at all. Um, Baltimore's defense is really good. They're going to be good again. The O-line's going to be good. It's going to be can Lamar Jackson consistently get the receivers the football. Uh, I think John Harbaugh is a top five coach in the NFL. I think he'll, at least at the beginning of the season, I think Baltimore and Lamar Jackson will look good. Maybe in the second half, teams kind of figure him out. Because if you're Baltimore, you had and and the John Hallmer, you had to um, all off season. You had to come up with something new because the Chargers kind of figured you out in the playoff game. So you had to come up with something new and to counter everyone what they're probably going to do against you. So I think the first four, you know, six weeks, Lamar will probably look good, and then let's see if he can. Teams will probably figure him out a little bit. Let's see if he can counter that and then then we'll find out if he's a really good quarterback so they're a hard team to get a read on I mean they played basically 
Savannah State, you know, beating them 59 to 10. You know, I mean, what could, what can we read off of that Miami Dolphins? I mean, look, they took care of business. They beat the shit out of them on the road. You never, it's never easy to win in the NFL on the road, especially early in the season when everyone is kind of feels like they have a playoff team. So you got to give them credit. But I mean, thirteen—that's a high number. I would lean Arizona to cover. All right, New England at Miami. Now, New England's favored by nineteen. 19 is a lot of points. Um, I would lean, I would definitely lean, I would still lean New England because I think Miami's in quit mode and New England, from what I saw in the preseason, is New England's defense is going to be really good this year. I think they might have a top five defense and I don't see Miami really scoring too many points here. The one thing that you could say is Miami has Brian Flores, and he coached in New England, so maybe he has a few tricks up his sleeve against the Patriots. But, I mean, what's, you have to have some players. Like, you could have all the schemes and all the shit you want to have. you got to have players. And I think Miami's already in quit mode. I think New England beats the balls off of them, maybe like 34-10, to 10, maybe something worse than that. I don't know, 38-10. to 10. I don't see Miami scoring more than 10 points, so I would definitely lean New England because I don't see them not getting 30 I think New England's going to be really good this year, obviously, again. As far as Antonio Brown goes and whether he raped a girl or not, I have no idea. But, I mean, the guy's a clown. Just kick him out of the league. I mean, I don't know why any team would want that guy on their team. I got him in fantasy, so I kind of want him to play. But, I mean, he's just a clown. Just get him out of the league. uh, New England doesn't need him. They got Josh Gordon. They got... Dorsett, who's now got a couple years under his belt in New England system, and it looks like him and Brady now have the timing there. So I think Dorsett's going to have a pretty big season. Like I said, you got Gordon, you got Edelman. Um, they don't need Antonio Brown unless unless one of those receivers got hurt. But they got the Meyer kid. The Meyer kid looks pretty good. Um, you know, they got White out of the backfield. You got Sony Michelle. I mean, they're just. Offensive line, Brady's never touched. No one ever talks about that. But like I said, their defense, I think, is going to be good this year. Uh, Winovich, outside linebacker, DN, whatever he is, he's going to be – he'll be up there for rookie of the year. I mean, he probably won't win it, but I could see him being a top five candidate as far as defensive rookie of the year candidates. Um New England's probably going to the Super Bowl. I don't really see anyone beating them. Maybe Kansas City. Dallas at Washington. Dallas is minus four and a half. Um, usually, I would take, I would take the home division team who's getting points, but I don't think Washington's any good. And I think Dallas is really good. Dallas's O line is phenomenal. Uh, Kyle. Uh, Kellen Moore, the new offensive coordinator in Dallas, I've heard a lot of good things on him. And Dallas, I mean, I only saw a little bit of the first quarter. You know, they beat the balls out of the Giants, and the offense is just – it looks like it's clicking, at least early in the season. You got Zeke, you know, back. And with that old line, I mean, that old line's got five really good offensive linemen. You got um, Mari Cooper and the – what's the kid's name from Colorado State? Gallup, the receiver. You know, it looks really good. Uh, but 
I mean, I think I think Dallas wins by seven, ten points here. I think Washington's just really going to struggle this year putting up points. Their offense sucks. Their defense is pretty good, but we'll see. I mean, I think Dallas is going to be, you know, have a chance at the NFC. Actually, they have a chance at representing the NFC. I can see them going to the NFC title game or something. I don't see them as the best team in the NFC, but I can see them being that type of team that could go there because they got all the tools. They got the O-line. They got the running game. The quarterback's pretty good. I don't think he's a lead or anything, but he's good with all the tools that they have, and then their defense is really good. So as long as the coach, the clapper doesn't get in the way, I think that they got a shot at going to the Super Bowl. All right, Jacksonville at Houston. Houston is minus eight and a half. That's a lot of points in, in a division game. But I think it's because Jacksonville lost Big Dick Nick. Big Dick Nick got hurt. I mean, that sucks for Jacksonville. I had Jacksonville winning the division. They look like shit, though, on defense against Kansas City. Houston looked really good against the, the Saints. But I think that was more... I think that had a few things, you know, it was a really good spot for the Texans there because I think the Saints were looking forward to playing the Rams the next week. Uh, Deshaun Watson is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, probably a top five, I mean, minimum top seven. I mean, the kid could really play. He's just, the O-line sucks. Tunzel will get better for them and make the O-line a little bit better. Carlos Hyde looked really good. I mean, he looked fast and explosive, hitting the holes. I I couldn't believe what I was seeing with him. I think Duke Johnson's going to give him more than what people think. Jacksonville really needs to step it up on defense here. I mean, I think Houston's going to win the game, but I think they win by like seven or less points, seven or six, you know, something like that. I don't, I don't see them winning by more than seven. I mean, uh, Menchu is now playing at quarterback for Jacksonville. He looked pretty good against Kansas City, but Houston's defense is better than Kansas City. You got to go on the road instead of at home. You got a team now preparing for you instead of not preparing for you. Um, Houston has good receivers. I don't understand why they put all their money into the receiver position, though. If you're going to spend that type of money on Hopkins, then why did you draft Fuller? You know, it just seems like you you draft Fuller number or use a first rounder on him, pay top dollar for Hopkins, and you trade for Kenny Steele's. It's like, dude, what about the O-line? You got to work on the O-line too. So um, Houston's coach is terrible. He's awful. Bill O'Brien, he's just, I mean, there's no reason why they should have lost that game. After Watson, it took him two plays. He went bang, bang, scored a touchdown. And then Bill O'Brien, you know, the Saints are at like, what, the 50-yard line? And Bill O'Brien's like playing it like as if they're going for the Hail Mary when all the Saints needed was a field goal. I mean, that's just piss poor coaching. I don't know what you can do. I mean, he's just, I wish Deshaun Watson, if you're a Texans fan, I wish Deshaun Watson had a better coach because I think he'd be a better quarterback and he'd look better. Um, He's a phenomenal football player, though, I'll tell you that much. All right, Seattle at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's favored by three and a half. Seattle didn't – I mean, people are telling me Seattle's like this Super Bowl contender. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Um, they barely beat the Cincinnati Bengals. They really shouldn't have even won the game. They got outplayed the entire game. I don't know why anyone is thinking Seattle's a Super Bowl contender. And the funny part is when they don't go to the Super Bowl and they probably won't even make the playoffs, is everyone's going to be like, well, um, Wilson doesn't have anyone helping him out. Well, yeah, no shit. 
But then why were you saying he was going to go to the Super Bowl or a Super Bowl contender? So you can't have it both ways. Don't tell me you're a Super Bowl contender and then later on after the season say Wilson doesn't have anyone helping him. So I don't want to hear it. As far as Pittsburgh goes, you know, they look like absolute ass against New England. Didn't mean show up. Um, I think they might be in trouble offensively. Ben Roethlisberger is one of the most overrated players I've seen in the last, like, five years. He doesn't do shit for me. Throws a lot of interceptions. He's had a great old line. He's had great receivers, great running game. He's had great defenses. I mean, he's had everything around him, and it doesn't seem like – doesn't seem like they achieve enough, you know? I mean, I know he's got two Super Bowls, but the first Super Bowl he won, he didn't do shit. It was all the running game and defense. He literally did nothing. The second one, yeah, sure, give him some credit. He had a big throw to, you know, Santonio Holmes. He he at least was a real quarterback. Then the first Super Bowl, he didn't do anything. He was just handing the ball off. He was like 9 for 21 in the Super Bowl with like two picks. He didn't do shit against Seattle. And Seattle got robbed on a bunch of calls in that game anyways. But I think Pittsburgh minus the three and a half. I think that I would lean them. You know, Pittsburgh's really good at home. Rosberg is always different at home. And I don't see Pittsburgh going to 0-2. So I would definitely lean them. As far as Seattle's goes, their defense, I don't, everyone's telling me how great their defensive line is now. Uh, Ziggy Ansah, trust me, I'm a Lions fan. That guy's not going to play half of the season. So I wouldn't count on him. Clowney, he gets hurt a lot. And Clowney's never had over nine sacks in a season. So don't tell me how great he is. He's, I mean, he's good. He's, but he's not this, you know, elite player. He's a really good player. He's not an elite player. Um, he's not Frank Clark, I'll tell you that much. Frank Clark's an elite player. And then... Um, uh, Jaron Reed is is missing six games, so I think Seattle is overrated. I think um, I think Pittsburgh wins this game. You know, finds a way to win by four or more. I would lean Pittsburgh as far as betting goes. San Francisco at Cincinnati. Cincinnati's favored by one. I would definitely lean Cincinnati. In fact, I played that. I played Cincinnati here. I think San Francisco traveling two. To Tampa and then come back to San Francisco, then traveling to Cincinnati. That's pretty tough. Cincinnati impressed me the way they looked. John Ross looked like a real player. What was he, a top 15 pick, like top 10 or something? He actually looked like a really good receiver. Um, Andy Dalton threw for like 400 yards against the so-called Super Bowl contenders, Seattle Seahawks. Um I don't know if Mixon is hurt or how long he's out or whatever, but they got Bernard. Bernard's okay. Um, San Francisco, they played against Tampa Bay. I mean, hey, you got a road win. You got to travel that far. You, that's that's good. You got to got a road win. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look that good to me. Um, their defense looks like it's improving. Bosa is going to, as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to help them out a lot. <coughs> um, so their D-line D looks really good to me. Their defense should be much better than it was last year. Last year, the defense sucked. But I don't know if they have much of a running game. Their O-line's pretty good. They got pretty good receivers and tight ends. Well, the receivers are just okay, but you got the elite tight end. Um, but I think Cincinnati, you know, gets gets a 
home win here. I could see Cincinnati winning by three, four points, somewhere in that range. So I would bet Cincinnati. Maybe they win by seven. I don't know. I think San Francisco will struggle with the second game back on the road. Okay, Minnesota at Green Bay. This this should be a really good game. I think Minnesota, I mean, they beat the shit out of Atlanta. Green Bay played really good defense against the Bears uh, and won. I thought the offense didn't look really good at all. I mean, maybe that was just because they were playing the Bears, and the Bears have probably the best defense in the league. Um, Minnesota looks like the most complete team to me in the NFL. Them or you know, them or New England. I mean New England's probably, but in the NFC I would I would I think Minnesota's going to the Super Bowl. So I think Minnesota's really good. I mean they're gonna run the football. I think Dalvin Cook fits Gary Kubiak's system perfectly. I think Minnesota's gonna win this game. I don't know why Green Bay's favored. This should be a pick 'em. So if you're Minnesota and you're getting three points, I would bet Minnesota. Um Minnesota's, you know, defense is going to be good again. I think Green Bay's defense is going to be better than maybe I thought. But their offense, you know, with LaFleur, I'm not a LaFleur guy. He seems like he's in over his head. Maybe I'll be wrong on that. I mean, it's early. But it just, I don't understand how he got the head coaching job. He wasn't good in Tennessee as the offensive coordinator. Um, Rodgers doesn't look the same to me. You know, the last two years he's kind of been banged up, and he just doesn't look like that elite, you know, take over every single game like he used to be. Quarterback. I mean, he's still an elite quarterback. He's still a great quarterback, but he just, I don't know. Even that throw, like, he threw some bomb to one of the receivers. It was the it was the drive that they scored, but it just would have been, you know, a 60-yard bomb and the guy would have ran in. Instead, he had to come back to it and kind of get like a jump ball to it or stop for it. It just didn't seem like the same type of Aaron Rodgers that, you know, we've been accustomed to. So I think Green Bay, you know, they might fight for a wild card because the defense is a little bit better and Rodgers is still, on, you know, a badass quarterback. But I think Minnesota should win this division pretty easily. And... I think Minnesota. I, I, if you're if you're gonna bet the game, I would definitely pick Minnesota. All right, Kansas City at Oakland. Kansas City beat the balls off of Jacksonville. Oakland looked really good against Denver. I thought Oakland's O line looked really good. That was the most impressive part to me. You knew John Gruden will have a, would have a nice script at the beginning of the game, and then Oakland kind of struggled after the script, but offensively. Um, but they were they were pushing around Denver. I mean, Denver doesn't stop the run maybe as well as you would think, but still, man. I mean, they were pushing around, and Chubb and and Miller weren't getting any pressure, so that impressed me a lot. Um, Kansas City's favored by seven and a half in the game. It's on the road again, second time on the road. That's tough. I would lead Oakland to cover here, just a lean. Um. I think Kansas City is going to struggle without Tyreek Hill more than people think because Tyreek Hill does everything, man. I mean, that guy stretches the field, and he 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 does everything for that offense, in my opinion. You got to you got to put two guys on him. You have to have a safety over the top, and when the safety's over the top, scared to death that Tyreek's going deep. Well, Kelsey eats underneath, and then Watkins has one on one on the other side, so. Now you could probably either double walk-ins and, you know, rotate a little bit over on Kelsey's side 
I mean, it's just going to be different, you know. It's it's kind of like, you know, Golden State Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors are still good without Kevin Durant, but when he ain't there and it's just two instead of three, it's just different. Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Um, he's a phenomenal football player. He needs to stop, you know, doing the no-look passes and, you know, getting too fancy with that shit. Uh, the defense, I think, will get better. It didn't really look good against Jacksonville, but I think they just knew that they had such a comfortable lead. I don't think they were trying to really get after it. Uh, I think the addition of Frank Clark's going to help the Chiefs a lot. Chris Jones in the middle is badass. I mean, the Chiefs and Patriots, I think whoever wins that's going to probably win the Super Bowl. Whoever comes out of the AFC is probably going to win the Super Bowl. Um if New England has Antonio Brown and he behaves all season long, I would give the edge to New England. If Antonio Brown's not there, I'd give the edge to Kansas City. If they're if Tyreek Hill comes back, but so in this game though, I I would favor Oakland to cover because you're getting the you're getting the hook at seven and a half. I I, I think Kansas City probably wins by seven. Uh, New Orleans are at the Rams. Rams are favored by two and a half. New Orleans. Look really good in the second half against the Texans. They look, you know, <coughs> they look like they were looking ahead to the Rams in the first half. Uh, Breeze got it going. He looked rusty in the first half, but once he got it going, Texans couldn't stop him. That was a phenomenal football game. I thought the uh, the Saints' D-line looked really good. They had some white guy on defensive end. I don't know who he was. He looked pretty good. Uh, Cameron Jordan's a badass player. Um Lattimore's a good corner. Saints have a really good team. I mean, they're a Super Bowl contender as well. I think the Rams are going down this year. I mean, they'll probably win their division because I don't really like any of those teams, the other teams in the division. But I don't think they're like how they were last year. I think they kind of are going to get figured out. Gurley, I mean, his numbers look pretty good at the end of the game. But he's not the same player. And without him, I don't think Goff is the same. He does have his blanky back. And Cup, that helps them out a lot. But I think they need that, you know, elite running game. I don't feel like they have it anymore. The Brown kid's okay, but I just don't feel like they have that elite running game. They don't have Sue anymore. Dante Fowler looked really good against Carolina. I mean, he looked like a man on a mission. He looked like a player that wants to get a huge contract. But I think the Saints win this game. Uh, The Rams are favored by two and a half. It was three. If you got Saints like I did at plus three, I think you're looking good on your bet. I think the Saints will win that game, though. Chicago at Denver. Chicago's minus two and a half. Chicago's offense, I, I don't, I'm not high on Chicago this year. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think Vegas had the over-under at nine games, and I think it, people were kind of surprised on that. But I think there's a reason why they got them at nine games. Every, I think they're going to come back to the earth. Uh, their defense is still going to be elite this year, but they don't have depth. So if they get a few injuries, I think they're going to be in trouble. Um, the offense, I, if I was a Chicago Bears fan, I'd be really concerned about the offense. And in this sense, one Trubisky, I thought he was a little bit better than probably he is. Um, he doesn't look good. He looked terrible against the Packers. But the the other concern I would have if I'm a Bears fan is Nagy. And he might he might be one of these coaches that gets figured out. I know Jim Bob Cooter for the Lions when he was an offensive coordinator. 
He had like one really good year, and everyone was like, oh, Lions got this really good offense corner. Then he got figured out, man, and he couldn't adjust. I wouldn't be shocked if Nagy has gotten figured out a little bit and he can't adjust. Well, maybe it's maybe it's not so much him, but he's got Trubisky too, so it goes hand in hand. But it's going to be – I think Chicago's going to struggle on offense this year. I was shocked that Denver got pushed around. Maybe not so much in the running game in Oakland, but they didn't get any pass rush on Carr. I couldn't believe Chubb and and uh, Miller didn't get much of a pass rush. I don't know what happened there. Um, this is a great spot for Denver, though. Great spot. One is they are they are twenty two and one at home in the first two weeks of the season since two thousand. And the reason why they always dominate at home early in the first two weeks is because of the altitude. You can say, well, the altitude there all season long. Yeah, but teams aren't in shape the first two weeks. So I think it affects the other team, you know, a little bit more because they're not in shape and they're not used to it. And then the other factor with Denver in this game is Trubisky's got to face uh, Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator that used to be, or he used to be the defensive coordinator in Chicago. So I think that's a huge advantage there. And... um. I think Denver's going to win this game. I'm going to wait maybe if Chicago gets it at minus three or I could get Denver at plus three, I'll probably play it. The only reason why I'm scared to play this game is because Flacco sucks. He fucking sucks. So, um, you know, if Chicago gets a defensive touchdown or they get an offensive touchdown, they get up like 10 points. I, I don't see Denver coming back and winning. So whoever really gets up 7, 10 points early is going to have a huge advantage because both of the quarterbacks aren't good, and then the, the pass rush can come after them. And the like if Denver gets up, let's say, 7, 10 points, then they don't have to really try on offense. to, you know, They feel like they could just run the ball, and they don't have to you know, stretch anything out or try anything vertical and be conservative. So... I would lean. I would definitely huge lean on Denver as far as the point spread goes. There, Philadelphia at Atlanta. Uh, Philadelphia is definitely a Super Bowl contender in the NFC. I thought Atlanta was, but the more and more I watch Atlanta, the offensive line's a huge concern, and I know they lost. I think Lindstrom for Atlanta, so I think Atlanta's offensive line is going to be a huge concern. Atlanta got pushed around against Minnesota. They couldn't stop Minnesota's running game at all. Um, they just don't look like a physical team to me. Dan Quinn, I don't know. Something, I don't know, dude. I think his time in Atlanta, if he doesn't turn this around real soon, he's, he's going to be done. Uh, Philadelphia is really good. I think Carson Wentz is a little overrated. I mean, that offensive line is elite. He's got good receivers. Jeffrey, uh, Deshaun Jackson was a huge pickup for them. He could go deep now. <laughs> Guy's like 150 years old, and he's still scoring, you know, 50-yard touchdowns every week. Uh, Miles Sanders is really good. He's got some Le'Veon Bell in him, in my opinion. Eagles are going to be really good. They lost Malik Jackson for the season. That could hurt them. Their secondary sucks, so Atlanta could, you know, if, if they give Matt Ryan some time, Matt Ryan should have a big game here, but... I don't know if he'll get enough time to throw it downfield. I'd probably bet Atlanta here. Uh, Philadelphia's minus one, but I think Atlanta at home with basically, it's almost like you don't want to go to 0-2. 0-2 is so hard to 
come out of it. So you got a huge game at home, primetime, Sunday night football. I, I would lean Atlanta. I think Atlanta comes away and finds a way to win this game. All right, Cleveland at the New York Jets. Cleveland's minus two and a half. I'm not sure why Cleveland's favorite in this game. Um, I don't know why they're favored on the road. You know, I don't think the Jets are that good. Cleveland got exposed against the Titans. Um, the hype is just way too much for Cleveland. Cleveland's probably going to be good next year. They need to, they need to draft an old lineman. Um, another thing I was talking about with Nagy is same thing. I feel like with Kitchen is these guys come out and yeah, they come out. It's almost like a rookie in baseball comes out and he's smoking it. And everything's great for two months. And then the the league adjusts on the hitter, and then he can't hit. I wouldn't be surprised if Kitchen teams defenses are prepared for him, and he can't adjust. I, I don't think he should be a head coach. I don't know why they, they got him as the head coach. They should have gotten more of a proven head coach. So I don't know if he's going to be good. It's a tough tough spot for him. You got a lot of personalities with Beckham, Mayfield, a lot of – a lot of good young players on that team. It's a tough team to coach. I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland is just way overhyped. I mean, that's how I feel like they are. I feel like they're more of a 7-8 win team. And the only reason why I think they can get to 8 is basically just off of the talent. Their defense, Miles Garrett's a baller. I mean, if they don't get home, though, on their pass rush, their secondary's not good enough. Ward's good, but the rest of the secondary sucks. Uh, the Jets, Sam Darnold's overrated. I mean, he's okay. He's not like a bust. I don't want to say, like, you know, he's going to be Jamarcus Russell or Marcus Mariota or anything like that. But he's not this elite quarterback that Daniel Jeremiah and Colin Coward keep trying to force down everyone's throats. He's just not that quarterback. Um, when C.J. Mosley got hurt, it seemed like the game changed for the Jets. Jets' defense should be still pretty good. I, I would assume Leonard Williams and Quinnen Williams dominate this game because Cleveland's O-line sucks, but, you know, we'll see. Um, I I mean, I think Cleveland's probably going to win. I don't know. That's a toss-up game, and if you're getting two and a half at home, I would, I would you know what, I'd probably lean the Jets, but I'm definitely not betting that game because I have no idea. I, I, I would say, I don't know. Uh, Mayfield, to me, is better than – than Darnold, so I I would lean the Jets, or I would lean Cleveland finds a way to win. All right, fellas, it's enough for week two. I'll try to do one of these every single week, preview them. I think it's better this way than Periscopes, but maybe I'll even do them on Periscopes. All right, fellas, till the next time. Good night now.